Today, we're performing a fundamental stock analysis of Toyota Motor Corporation, which we're looking at as both a subscriber request and because the company is trading near its 52-week lows. So currently, Toyota is trading for $137.97 per share. Over their past year, their stock price is down 16%, close to being in line with much of the rest of the market. Over the last five years, Toyota is compounding their stock price at 1.5% compounded annually. Over 10 years, Toyota stock price is compounding at just over 2% compounded annually. And going back prior to the global financial crisis, over the last 18 years, Toyota stock price is compounding at just over 3% annually. Keep in mind that Toyota also pays out dividends. Currently, they have a 2.55% dividend yield, and their average dividend yield throughout this time frame would be in addition to these compounded annual returns. So Toyota is currently trading $7.00 above their 52-week low, which is down $49 from their 52-week high. Toyota is a very large business. In US dollars, they have a $229 billion market cap. For more background about the business, founded in 1937, Toyota is one of the world's largest automakers with 10.4 million units sold at retail in fiscal 2022, which were across its light vehicle brands. Brands include Toyota, Lexus, Daihatsu, and truck maker Hino. Their market share in Japan is about 51%, while their U.S. market share is nearly 15.5%. The firm also owns large stakes in Dentsu, a part supplier, and about 20% of Subaru, and holds investments in many other firms, including shares of Uber Technology, Joby Aviation, DD Global, Aurora Innovation, and about 5% in each of Mazda and Suzuki. Fiscal 2022 sales, excluding financial services, were 29.1 trillion Japanese yen. Toyota also has a financing arm and surprisingly manufactures homes and boats. The company operates globally and as mentioned the Toyota company was founded in 1933 and is headquartered in Toyota Japan. For our fundamental analysis today we're performing the select six analysis taking a checklist style approach of six standard financial metrics to come to a holistic and beginning understanding of Toyota based off of their business fundamentals. This analysis is still a work in progress and it's an opportunity to learn in public so it will continue to improve and get better over time. With that said let's get right into today's analysis. Starting things off with metric number one, we want their average return on capital over their last five years to be above 14%. And there are two reasons for this. The first is that the average publicly listed business earns about a 7% return on capital. And the second is that over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock is likely to return approximately what its underlying business returns. And these business returns will be captured here by return on capital. So by looking for a benchmark of 14% or higher, we can potentially build in some margin of safety for ourselves based off the overall quality of the business being about twice as good as average. So Toyota has earned returns on capital that have been slightly declining throughout this time frame. In all five of these years, Toyota's average returns on capital were below those of a typical business, coming in pretty steadily at either 4 to 5%. And averaged out over these five years, Toyota's only earning about a 5.5% average return on capital. So those returns are slightly below those of a typical business. And this is an X here on metric number one, as Toyota is falling short both of a typical business and well short of that 14% benchmark. Next up for metric number two, here we're taking a high level overview of the growth of their business. So we're looking for revenue, net income, and free cash flow growth over the past five years for Toyota. We're looking at all of their financials today in US dollars, and this metric will be all or nothing in nature. Either all three of these will be up for this to be a check, or if even one of these is down, this entire metric will be an X. We'll also be including their last 12 months worth of numbers in our calculations here. So over the last five years, Toyota's revenues are down very slightly. They've declined 2%. Toyota's earnings have also declined 21%. And their free cash flows have been negative over their last 12 months. 
even though they were positive in their fiscal 2018 and they were positive in their most recent fiscal 2022. When we look at the company's cash flow statement, we can see that in basically all of the years where they've had negative free cash flows, the company has reported very significant changes in their other net operating assets. And that was the case for why their free cash flows are negative over their last 12 months as well. So this significantly decreases their cash from operations. Because of the importance of free cash flow to a business and free cash flow really being the lifeblood of any business, it's vitally important that you would dig into their financial statements and understand exactly what caused these changes in their other net operating assets. All three of these are going to be down, meaning that this is an X on metric number two. Next up for metric number three, here we're taking the perspective of an individual shareholder in the business by looking at Toyota on a per share basis. So we're looking for earnings per share growth over the past five years for the business. While it looks like their earnings per share are up over this period, we'll be including their last 12 months worth of numbers, which as we learned in our previous metric, their earnings are down 21% over this time frame when we include those. At the same time, however, Toyota has bought back about 8.5% of their shares outstanding. So this could potentially benefit long-term shareholders in the business because when you purchase a share of stock, what you're really buying is a fractional ownership percentage in that underlying company. And so when a business buys back shares by decreasing the number that they have outstanding, they're increasing your ownership percentage in the business, which will ultimately increase the percentage of the business's profits that you're entitled to as a shareholder without you having to spend a dime. So it's almost like the company is making a partial acquisition of itself. And so just like with any other acquisition, we want the business to be getting more value than the price that they're paying. And so in practice, terms, this means that we want a company buying back shares when they're trading for below their intrinsic value, and it looks like an attractive use of their capital. For the most useful part of our video, you'll want to stay around until our discounted analysis of Toyota. Because their decline in their earnings is outpacing their share buybacks, this means that their earnings per share have actually fallen over this period for Toyota. So this is an X on metric number three, as over their last 12 months, Toyota has earned $1.35 for each share that they've had outstanding. Next up for metric number four, here we're looking for free cash flow per share growth over the last five years for Toyota. So Toyota has had negative free cash flows over their last 12 months, meaning that over this period, their free cash flows per share have gone from being positive to being negative. So this is an X here on metric number four. Through our first four metrics, we're still looking for our first check of the day and we have four Xs. Next up for metric number five, here we're evaluating how the business utilizes debt. So we don't wanna be investing in overly levered businesses because during economic downturns, it's overly levered businesses that are likely at the greatest risk of poor potential outcomes. We want their net debt, which is their total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments to be below the amount of free cash flow that the business has produced over the past five years. So currently, Toyota has a $171 billion net debt position. So since increasing this all the way to about $205 billion worth of net debt, which is likely one of the largest debt loads of any business in the world, Toyota has been reducing this. And again, right now they have $171 billion worth of net debt. Over the last five years, however, Toyota has actually consumed about $8.5 billion worth of cash in their business as they've had negative free cash flows. Again, most of this negative free cash flow came from these change in their other net operating assets. So that's crucial to understand what's going on here with Toyota. Because of this, and because they have negative free cash flows over their last 12 months, this is a big X on metric number five for Toyota as the business has been consuming free cash flows instead of spitting them off in their business, and they've only been averaging below average rates of return, which putting it mildly is a less than ideal situation to be in. So heading into our final metric, we want to see does Toyota have what it takes to avoid going over 6 on our analysis today. Our sixth and final metric, the big metric of them all, we want their average free cash flow to their total enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this may offer us a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury and may potentially offer 
as a reasonable starting point for evaluation of Toyota. We're using their total enterprise value because it takes into account both their market cap and their net debt position, and it's going to give us a perspective of the business that's more similar to as if Toyota were a private company. So Toyota currently has a $364 billion total enterprise value, and we learned in the past five years that the company has actually consumed about $8.5 billion worth of free cash flow. And because their free cash flows are negative over their last 12 months, this means that the company has a negative free cash flow to enterprise value yield on both a current and an average basis for the business. And this is an X here on metric number six. So unfortunately, Toyota is 0 for 6 on our analysis today. Just because this is the case doesn't mean that you're going to toss this business out in its entirety. This analysis isn't financial advice and it's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. We've still got a bonus metric to cover and we'll want to try to understand what's a reasonable intrinsic value for the company through performing our DCF analysis. Then as our bonus here, we're looking at Toyota. Toyota's dividend profile. So Toyota currently pays out that above average 2.55% dividend yield, which is well above that of a dividend yield that you'd be receiving from an S&P 500 ETF currently. However, people make mistakes all the time by blindly chasing dividends. So it's important to stop and look at the underlying fundamentals of a business like we've been doing and to look to see whether a company is able to support their dividends with either their earnings or their free cash flows, depending on the type of business. While ideally for Toyota, we would want their free cash flows to support their business. Here, it looks like that has not been the case. Because the company has been consuming free cash flow, they have not been supporting their dividend payouts using their cash flows. They they basically supported their dividends with their earnings throughout this time frame, which is less than ideal given the type of business that Toyota is. But this may or may not be a potential concern for you. If it potentially is, you would just want to dig in and understand what management's approach to capital allocation looks like going forward into the future, especially as the company seems to have quite a bit of debt. They're earning a below average returns on capital from their reinvestments back into the business and they've been consuming quite a bit of cash. Everything we've discussed so far is important, but there's something missing that in my opinion is the main reason to analyze Toyota, which takes us on to using a discounted cash flow model to come to a potential fair intrinsic value for Toyota. So a discounted cash flow model is based off the predictability of a business's free cash flows. And it's just like any other model in any other discipline, its outputs will be sensitive to its inputs. So here we're starting with Toyota's current free cash flows, which are negative. And we're going to be using some assumptions here in our model. If we assume that these free cash flows neither grow or decline over the next 20 years for the business and Toyota keeps up this cash burn rate, which is just an estimate and likely not going to be that accurate for reality of the business, but their free cash flows have not been very predictable over their past. However, they have slowly declined their burn rate over this period. Then you may ask if Toyota is consuming so much cash, why does the business have any value at all? And that comes from their tangible book value, which gives an approximation of their tangible net worth. So looking at the business today, it looks like Toyota has an approximate tangible net worth per share of about $140. So that's just slightly above their current stock price. That's where the bulk of their value of the business is coming from, especially if the company is still consuming cash. So it's worth pointing out that at today's stock price for Toyota of $138 per share, that that stock price is just slightly below their tangible book value. So Toyota is trading just below its tangible book, but again, that they are consuming cash in their business. And so if you were looking for a potential 10 percent rate of return over the next 20 years for the business, it looks like a fair value based off Toyota's book with the same cash consumption would be about $107 per share. Because of the interesting situation and the cash burn currently going on at Toyota and the likelihood or unlikelihood of this continuing out into the future, this analysis has more uncertainty and less reliability than some of the other types of DCFs that we've done in the past. Toyota has been more predictable throughout their history when the company is actually producing positive free cash flows, but that has not been the case over the 
the last five years as they've been consuming free cash flow. So please keep in mind that this type of analysis is not financial advice. It's just an estimate. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with the properly licensed and registered legal and financial professionals. So in just a minute, we'll talk about our summary for Toyota, but we have to address something first. What are some of the qualitative aspects of this business? Starting with some of the key qualitative factors around a potential long thesis for Toyota. Number one, significantly lower pension and retiree healthcare costs give Toyota a cost advantage over the Detroit 3, although this advantage is less than it used to be. Number two, Toyota's manufacturing process is the gold standard of the auto industry. And number three, its popular vehicles usually allow Toyota to use fewer incentives than the Detroit 3, boosting the firm's profits and increasing the resale value of vehicles. Those Detroit 3 are referring to the three American automotive companies based in Detroit, Michigan, Ford Motor Company, General Motors, and Fiat Chrysler. Then for some of the key points around a potential short thesis of the company, number one, the auto industry suffers from global overcapacity that creates pricing pressure and makes it difficult to earn high economic profits for all participants. Number two, Toyota's competitors are the strongest and most numerous they have been in decades, and the firm is taking a chance by not moving as aggressively on all electric vehicles as its competitors. And number three, environmental laws are becoming stricter, which will make cars more expensive to produce and more expensive for consumers to buy. Hopefully that offers a balanced perspective around some of the key qualitative aspects of the business. Now it's time for our summary. So Toyota has the honor of going 0 for 6 on our select 6 analysis today. They don't check the box on any metrics, meaning that the business is potentially a poor candidate for further research just based off their financials. The company earns below average returns on capital. Their revenues, earnings, and free cash flows have declined over the past five years, but Toyota has bought back 8.5% of their shares outstanding over this time frame. The business also uses a lot of debt, and they currently have negative free cash flows, and they've taken a lot of changes in their cash flow statements that are worth investing investigating if you're particularly interested in the business. It looks like their dividends are supported by their earnings, but have not been supported by the company's free cash flows as the company has been consuming free cash flow. Finally, performing a discounted cash flow analysis of Toyota, it would seem that the bulk of the company's value would be coming from their tangible book value right now, which again gives that approximation and perspective of the company's tangible net worth. So with a lot of plant property and equipment, Toyota has a pretty high tangible net worth, and the company's stock price is currently trading for below its tangible net worth. But with the company currently consuming free cash flows, it would really likely depend on where those are going to be at in the future and what the potential discount to their tangible book would look like in terms of getting potential value from Toyota. It's worth reiterating that this type of analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with your financial advisor. Instead, this analysis serves as a beginning and holistic understanding to help you determine whether it's worth your time and energy to dig in and learn more about Toyota. One resource that will definitely help you stay up to speed with what's going on in the market and help you learn more about the business is Seeking Alpha. Checking out Seeking Alpha directly supports the channel as I'm part of their affiliate program. So most of you probably know Seeking Alpha as a source of community written articles on different stocks. But over the past little while, they've actually become a lot more than that with their new offering, which is Seeking Alpha Premium. Premium has a number of different features where you can track buy, hold, and sell ratings on your favorite stocks. These ratings are from the Seeking Alpha community, Wall Street analysts, and Seeking Alpha's algorithm. You can see earnings call transcripts, investor presentations, SEC filings, and press releases all in one place. You can add your own margin of safety targets and get alerts for when your favorite stocks hit that level. You can get unlimited access to Seeking Alpha articles, and you can tailor your reading experience based on the type of investor you are. You can get 10 years of financial data on any stock to help you with your analysis. You can also import your portfolio into your Seeking Alpha dashboard to make research
researching easier. And if that didn't convince you, the best thing is that an annual plan is only 119 bucks. That's just 33 cents per day through my referral link down in the description below. Normally premium is $239, but if you use my link, it's 50% off. So check it out if you're interested. As a value investor, you're ultimately trying to conduct this research as if you're going to own 100% of a business, and you can truly understand the ins and outs of that company and understand what's important and what's not important for the company going forward. So through this deeper research, you'll learn more about the qualitative and the quantitative aspects of Toyota, and you'll likely be able to determine for yourself what a reasonably appropriate intrinsic value for the company will be. So with that said, that's it for today's fundamental stock analysis of Toyota Motor Corporation, ticker symbol TM. Again, we looked at the business today as a subscriber request and because Toyota is trading near its 52-week lows. Although based off our typical analysis, the company looks like it's a poor candidate for further research, the company is selling for below its tangible book value, so it could potentially be an interesting business to look at nonetheless. So if you enjoyed the video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next time. Thanks for learning about Toyota with me, and have a great day.